Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking, and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 71. Today's podcast is a solo episode, particularly for those parents or carers out there who are at home with little ones and they may be going just a little bit batty and needing some ideas for distractions and activities and play and ways to connect with their kids. So this episode is completely dedicated to sharing with you a couple of my favorite go-to activities and things to do from home with children. Before we get stuck into the episode though, I wanted to share with you that today's podcast is brought to you by one of my all-time favorite companies, Esme. I've been using their products for a long time now and I stand firmly by them. I'm a huge, huge fan of their company and their products. In particular, I love the skin treats. Now, if you don't know what skin treats are, I'm just going to touch on them for a little bit because they have made the biggest difference to my skin's overall health and appearance. So skin treats are, like I said, from Esme and they come in a beautiful little glass jar with a dropper. And the thing about skin treats that I love is the fact that each treat is designed to treat a different symptom or area of concern for your skin because we are all so different. I'm often asked what skin treat I love and I have to say I swear by the 24 karat gold nourishing oil and I feel like that makes my skin look really glowy and dewy but I don't have oily skin naturally. I tend to be more on the dry end when it comes to skin so that works beautifully for me. If you're not sure what the right skin treat would be for you, I would definitely suggest jumping over to the Esme website as they have a live chat feature, which is really, really cool because you can connect with one of their customer service team members who are located on the Gold Coast and you can chat with them about your own personal skin concerns. They have skin treats for everything, obviously for moisturizing, anti-aging, brightening, they have 
an amazing new peppermint oil, which is really soothing and anti-inflammatory. So many good things, not to mention the face masks and the cleansers, but definitely jump over and have a look at their website. As I mentioned, my favorite is the 24 karat gold nourishing oil. And today I have a discount code to share with you. And that code is all in capitals, KC pod. Now I'll pop this in the show notes as well for you, but even if you just punch Esme, which is spelled E-S-M-I into your browser, into Google there, their website will come up and you can use that code KC pod to save. You are going to love their skincare. I have no doubts. So please enjoy and let's get stuck into episode number 71 which feels like a lot. It feels like we've done a lot of episodes. And speaking of things that feel like a lot, right now there is so much happening with our, I was going to say nation, but it's it's worldwide. And I don't know by the time this podcast goes to air next week, what the situation will be in terms of isolation and lockdown and everything like that. But I do know that a lot of families are choosing to self-isolate and the recommendations are to really practice social distancing. So it's a great time to spend more time with your family and really limit the contact that you're having with the general public in a bid to stop the spread. Now, I am not informed enough in infectious disease to even go down the path of talking about that, but I just wanted to say for any families who are staying at home and laying low that I completely understand some of the days may feel very, very long, particularly if your little ones are used to going to school or if it's just dragging out for you. But I wanted to just share a couple of my favorite activities and hopefully some of these will inspire you to enjoy them at home with your little ones as well. Now, some of them are not going to be reinventing the wheel and you've probably been doing a lot of these activities for a long time, but hey, it might just spark something in you that goes, oh yes, brilliant, I can do that with the kids tomorrow morning and it will be a chance for you to connect and play with your little ones. So let's get stuck into it. I thought I would just begin with mentioning a couple of things to keep in mind when it comes to babies. So if your little one has perhaps just started to roll or beginning to sit up or pull themselves up, playtime is still important. Sure, you're not going to be doing a lot of science experiments or things like that with them, but just simple little ways to engage are considered playtime. So for babies, things like tummy time, brilliant, so needed. Also, no nappy time is great for them as well, which it can get a bit messy. So popping a towel down, but just letting them have a kick, nice and nudie and free. Also for babies, just encouraging um, cross-body reaching is great for their coordination, clapping games, nursery rhymes, practicing funny sounds, water play can be as simple as running their little feet under some running water or of course baths or perhaps baths in the sink, all that sort of stuff. Bubbles are brilliant for little ones as well. It's great for their focus as well as of course their imagination. Um, They're the main things that I want to touch on just quickly for little ones 
and also push and pull toys can be great as well there. So in terms of slightly more older toddlers or children, one thing that you might like to do is a colour scavenger hunt. Now this is a super, super simple and fun activity and you can modify this based on your toddler's age or for younger children. But just taking a piece of plain paper and then grab some markers or pencils and swatch different colours on the page. Then encourage your little ones to hunt and scavenge around the house or the backyard or the park if it's safe to find items that match the colour. So it's like a treasure hunt. And this is great for them to, one, it's fun because it feels exciting to hunt for things. It also encourages a little bit of independence if they're hunting on their own in a safe zone around the house and backyard. It's also great for colour recognition as well. So if you imagine you have a piece of paper and there's perhaps, you know, six to eight different colours or however many you want swatched on the paper, so just a little square, a circle, a squiggle, whatever, then your little ones have to run off. You could put a time limit on. My kids love a time limit. Um, And they have to go and find something that matches that item. So it might be that they find a red apple, that they find a green block, that they find a brown leaf, all sorts of things. And if you do want to make it competitive, you could make it if you have multiple children, first one back gets to then do the swatching for the next round. You can also modify this by adding things like letters. It could be find five things that start with the letter A, that sort of stuff. It just, you know, it's an easy activity to do at home. The next one is to make a pet rock. My boys used to love doing this. Head outside and encourage your kids to search for their very own rock to transform. And you can use your craft supplies if you have them to transform the rock into a special little pet. You can use things like those little stick on googly eyes, buttons, glitter, glue, streamers, paint, and have fun creating characters and just enjoying your little one's imagination. Next is to build a cubby house or a fort. So you can round up a few blankets and build a nice little area, a nice little zone and make it super cozy and enjoy reading favorite books. Or you can pretend it's a special base and imagine a fun game to play such as being pirates and looking for treasure or fairies living in a magical forest. My kids love building cubbies. Next is an obstacle course and you can modify this based on your little one's age, but it can be a really fun indoor or outdoor activity for variety, coordination and fun. It could be as simple for younger children as some large cushions to climb over and a chair to slither under or as complex as a a balancing beam or climbing equipment or going over or under objects and completing tasks. Next is a toy wash station. I was going to call this a car wash, but I think we'll go with toy wash. So you can set up a tub of soapy, bubbly water with a few sponges and some toys that are in need of a wash. So it could be a bath, it could be a pool, it could be a car wash for vehicles and it's a great way to get them to help by cleaning their toys but also it's just fun for them to do. Next up is a firm favourite which is hide and seek. I think that hide and seek is always really, really fun. 
Um, then, of course, board games, things like Monopoly or Snakes and Ladders. Next are card games. My boys love Uno or Uno, however you want to pronounce it, um, and also playing Snap. You may like to head into the kitchen and do some baking. I've seen online that a couple of mums and dads have been teaching their kids how to make damper and things like making cookies that you can decorate. That can be a really nice activity as well. You may also, while you're in the kitchen, like to try out a taste testing game. So you can cover up each other's eyes, pop a sleep mask on or a scarf around your eyes and encourage each other to guess what the food is in front of you. So you might pop a little bit of sauce on a spoon and get them to smell it and see if they can guess. And if they can't guess, then they can taste it. That can be a really good one as well. And it's also good, it's a good little activity, but it's it's a great way to expose kids to new food as well as honing in their other senses. Um, you could write a storybook together. That can be fun. You can draw the pictures, come up with a theme, talk about illustrators and authors. You can head outside on a nature walk or a hike. Speaking of being outside, playing in the dirt, making some mud pies, taking some pots and pans and spoons and measuring tools outside can be really fun for little ones as well. Another great thing to do for coordination could be threading. So this could be threading beads onto some cotton to make bracelets if it's age appropriate, or for kids that are a bit younger, it could be threading things like um, toilet rolls over skewers or pasta, if you have any. Apparently, you can't even get pasta in store right now. Pasta over skewers as well. Bubble blowing, I mentioned earlier, that's a really fun one as well. Bubble blowing and chasing the bubbles. Musical instruments and writing a song together can be fun. One of my little boys has a harmonica and he is all about that harmonica life. So just seeing what you have available, if you have any musical instruments or can you make any. So that could be the old wooden spoon on the pots and the pans or some rice in an empty bottle. Get creative there. Another one, if you do happen to have any balloons, is you can fill a balloon with some flour, draw a funny face on it, and you've got yourself a little, I was going to say stress ball, but you can make it a little, um, it's like a sensory head, I guess, um, or whatever sort of character you want to put on it for your kids to squeeze and play with. Ball games, so if you've got tennis balls, basketballs, whatever it is, rolling is great for younger kids, then teaching older ones how to bounce balls, playing handball. Don't underestimate the power of a ball for so many versatile different games. Even doing a little DIY 10-pin bowling situation, so you could use a basketball or a soccer, soccer ball, and set up some makeshift pins. It could be toilet paper rolls, it could be empty bottles, and challenging each other to knock them over just as you would at bowling. Blocks and Lego are always a great one as well for kids that are up to that age. Simon Says is a fun game as well to bring back, so is I Spy. 
it's a really good chance to teach your kids all of those games that we used to play ourselves, particularly on long road trips. And with iSpy, you can modify that as well. So it doesn't have to be something that you spy that begins with a certain letter. If your kids aren't up to the letter stage, it can be things like I spy something that is in the kitchen. I spy something that is the color blue. You can simplify it quite easily. Another fun one is to have a little disco at home and have a dance party. There are playlists for pretty much every interest out there. The boys went through a solid Disney playlist phase and now we're at the Pokemon playlist phase and it definitely has me longing for Disney music. But it's just a nice way to shift your energy and move your body, particularly if you are feeling like you just need to help them burn up a bit of of energy. Now I've mentioned arts and crafts, but things like painting, coloring, cutting, Play-Doh, even just, you know, old magazines, cutting out different things, making their own little vision boards. There is so much you can do if you have some basic craft supplies. And I mentioned Play-Doh. Play-Doh is great because it's kind of a two-part activity. You can make it together, have fun doing that, and then you can have fun playing with it as well. Next, you could Google some great science experiments. Things like the old volcano with the bicarb soda and the vinegar. Or there's a great little activity that you can do that involves a tray of milk, some dishwashing liquid, a cotton bud and food coloring. So if you just punch into Google again, you know, science experiments, you'll be amazed at what comes up. And I know that might sound a little bit like, oh, I'm going to give you activities to do here, Google it. But just Googling different science things for different age groups can be really fun as well. We've done things like make their own lava lamps And it's just stuff that you might not necessarily think of on your own, but if you can find a great video or an article about it, then you'll be inspired to do so. Next is to think about textural play. And food play can be good for this for some kids. And of course, we want to be mindful of what we're using right now, given Again, like I said, by the time this episode goes live, I don't know what situation we'll be in, but right now, a lot of the shops are already getting bare. But if you have things like jelly crystals at home or tinned spaghetti that you're happy to sacrifice for some food play, that can be really fun as well. Just encouraging your kids to touch different textures. It's a tip that I've shared before because food play is really, really great for kids that might be a little bit on the fussier side when it comes to food. It's a nice way to have zero pressure for them to be exposed to different types of food. And whilst we're on the topic of the textural or sensory play, a rice bin can be great. So just a container can be a large one, it can be a small bowl, whatever you've got of rice that is not cooked, so uncooked rice, and popping things like funnels and spoons and scoops and jars in there, and even, you know, little trucks or whatever toys you've got handy, dinosaurs, whatever. That can be a great little way for them to 
play with different textures and also refine some motor skills as well as they'll start scooping the uncooked rice up, popping it into different vessels, pouring it. It's just a fun little activity. I did also mention things that, you know, we used to do when we were little, such as Simon Says and I Spy, but charades can be a fun one to teach your kids as well as the old celebrity heads. And you don't need an actual board game to do that. It's the same with snakes and ladders. You can make your own board game. But so for celebrity heads, you would tweak it. You could tweak it, I should say. And, you know, you could make it all different animals or African animals or Australian animals or whatever your child's interested in dinosaurs and popping that onto your head. You could pop a hat on and blue tack it to the hat and play the whole game of, do I have four legs? Yes. Do I have a tail? All of that stuff. So don't be afraid to make your own games up whilst you are trying to practice social distancing. I hope that this super speedy episode is helpful for you. Fingers crossed you've been able to take one or two activities from this suggestion that I've suggestion list, I should say, that I have fired at you. But I just wanted to get this quickly out there because I know what it's like when the day is feeling super, super long. So if you like this speedy episode, if you enjoy more parent specific episodes, please do let me know by commenting over on Instagram. My tag is at Kylie Camps. I would also love, 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 love it if you take a screenshot right now and pop this on your Instagram stories as well. I hope that you have a great day and I hope you stay safe and fingers crossed this all passes quickly and as a nation we can band together and really look after those who are at risk the most. Thank you for choosing to listen. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.